Hello, and welcome to our podcast. You are listening to How Did We Get Here? Healing Conversations. My name is Dr. Leslie Bronner, and I'm a psychiatrist and a public health professional. And my name is Felicia Jamison. I'm a registered nurse and a healing coach. We all need healing, whether it's personal, in our family, or in our communities. So let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. We appreciate you joining us again. And we are so happy to be doing this. However, this is the last episode of the second season. Yeah, we've had a lot of things to share and going to share a little more and still just trying to make it through all the different twists and turns of life in this world right now. Exactly. It's not been easy. And we've just been grateful to have this platform to be able to talk about some of these issues. And we wanted to sort of end this season sort of going back to where we started talking about the pandemic. Can you believe it? Because guess what? It ain't over. (laughs) It's not over yet. It ain't over. It's not over yet. And so, you know, where we are with this pandemic, and in some ways we're in a good place and in some ways we're not, we have the vaccines and we have the booster shots. And um, we have now a possibility of a treatment, you know, in in some ways where we had been with the flu, if you get a um, particular treatment within the first couple of days, then that can decrease the seriousness of the illness, can Mm -hmm. decrease the likelihood you might be hospitalized, et cetera. And so there is something on the horizons for COVID, and we're hoping in the United States that this might be approved possibly in December. We are hoping, but you know what happens when they say one thing, why are they trying to get this in us? And it's like, so you won't get sick, so you won't die. Exactly. So we have all of these things in our toolbox and that people are still sort of pushing back. And then at the same time of all this positive stuff happening, we have countries in Europe talking about shutting down because their numbers are going up. And I, I should also say, Places in the United States, there right. are cities and towns and places where the numbers are going up. And so, well, and we both work in healthcare, so we see it every day. We get new people in that's got COVID. Maybe the numbers weren't like initially, but there are people still getting COVID. Yeah. And so people are saying to themselves, on one hand, we have a lot of this positive stuff. And then on the other hand, are we in the same place we've always been with these numbers going up? And then therefore, what do we do with this holiday season coming up? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people expected us to be able to throw our masks away, to not even think we're about this. Just go this. party. Yeah, and, and then yeah. just go to, to visit people and travel and all that. Because you need your family. You yeah. know, we need that socialization. Yeah. People need each other. And that's been, I think, the hardest thing about this pandemic is... The isolation and it's not good well you're you know behavior yeah. health it's not good for our mental health it's not good and so i know a lot of people are moving forward in a lot of ways and i think part of the conversation is what is the individual going to do right and i think it gets into the thing of you know the the great m word the mask mm-hmm. you know when do i wear it when do i not wear it i mean at this point we know that we wear it when we go into public spaces where there's a mandate, um, whether it be a supermarket, a hardware store, or even visiting loved ones in a hospital is mandated to wear a mask. But 
in those areas where it's not mandated, people are still trying to figure out what do I do? Um, if I'm in a room with a friend who's vaccinated, you know, we cannot have our mask on, but then what is that number? Is it after 10 people you put the mask on? You know, I, I get it. People are really trying to figure it out and want to do the right thing. But I think at the same time, all we can do is the basic precautions. You know, you're pumping gas, wash your hands because everybody's been touching that nozzle. You're in the supermarket touching the refrigerator handle doors. Wash your hands after you leave. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think people have to recognize, unfortunately, and, um, you know, as I said, we thought we'd be in a different place, but we're not. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we have to say to ourselves, how can we continue to keep ourselves and our families safe? And those decisions may not be the decision you thought you were going to make right. or the decision that your family thought was going to happen. And so... Or other people might feel different from you, and it's okay. It's okay, yeah. But you just need to do what's going to be safe for you. And I know as a healthcare professional, I feel a strong need to, you know, be very cautious because I don't want to be out sick and not be able to be there to take care of the people who are sick. Mm -hmm. and, um, you and, know. Some, and sometimes it's easier said than done because the school systems might be saying certain things. Your workplace may be saying certain things. And so you may say to yourself, I don't necessarily want to send my child to school, but the school is saying we're open for business. You know, you may not want to go into work and the work is saying you need to come in because right. now we have moved on. And so you, you have to sort of figure out, in some cases, you may not have much of a choice, but other cases, if somebody's saying, I'm having a holiday party, and you know half those people are not going to be vaccinated or wear masks, you may not be able to go. go. And guess what? That's okay. And hopefully nobody um, will say negative things or about judge you or each to other. you. Right. Yeah, they, they won't judge you because of it, and hopefully you won't judge other people. Because even like at my church, they accept that some of us will stream. Some of us have, some of them have gone back in the mm -hmm. building. I have not because I know people are shoulder to shoulder. They're singing. They're talking. Some people, few people have on masks, but some people don't. So for me, that's not the environment as a healthcare professional that I feel, not because I'm afraid, mm -hmm. but I want to stay well because I, I true story, I had a um, friend last week. Um, she got COVID. Her mom was telling me, and we don't know how she got it. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it was like her kid was, you know, at school and uh, carrying it and it wasn't affecting him, but it got her. I mean, but she was, I mean, not unto death, but she was down for the count. Exactly. She, she was yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. And so it is, it's definitely continues to be as real and as um, deadly as it has ever been. And so we just hope that you will sort of, again, think about keeping yourself safe, but not judging other people right. for the decisions. Because the other make. thing that I've seen is people coming, they had COVID, they went home, they recovered from COVID. But they come back and their lungs are just shot. They're, they're not well. You know, they, they have a lot of wounds on their bodies, things like that. So it's not a game. It's a serious thing. And it's so we just thing. want to be safe. That, that's it. Bottom line. Yeah. So, I mean, the other issue is economic. And we brought this up uh, last time where over this past probably year, year and a half, there was a lot of federal programs that were sort of so-called safety net programs that allowed people to get through right. without having to maybe pay their rent or mortgages or utilities, et cetera. And as we said recently, a lot of those programs went away. 
And, you know, I'd recently been talking to somebody, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, that when those programs went away, that person realized that she was not no longer able to manage her monthly expenses, mm -hmm. and therefore the stress level went high, and therefore, you know, she, she couldn't manage it. Right. And I think a lot of people are really realizing that this holiday season really is very different economically. Right, right. And then they start talking about the supply chain, that there may be some empty shelves and things may not come in. And then here's the time that people are, that can't afford it, looking forward to getting little gifts or something to bond together as a family. Because again, we need our family. We need that socialization. We're we're just human beings that like interaction and touch and conversation. And so there adds another stress. Yeah, because part of the issue with this person was when the safety net stuff was in place, she had money to be able to do more interactions with people. And so even now that the safety net stuff is not in place and the money is not where she needs it to be, it's not just the economics of paying her bills. It is now that she's even more isolated. Right, right, right. Mm. You know, so, I mean, there's multiple layers of issues and stressors that a person can be dealing with. My goodness. And, you know, when when some people are saying it's over and other people are saying, guess what? No, it's, it's actually not. just beginning. Right. Um, it can be isolating. Yeah, and, and I've actually had a concern what, like, last year the flu was very low. Mm -hmm. And now since some people are a little bit looser with the mask, I mean, will it be flu? Will it be COVID? You know, will it be a mix? Will people just have the flu but think they have COVID? You know, mm -hmm. so it's a lot of things to think about. Yeah, because we're not just protecting ourselves from COVID. The flu kills people just exactly. like, I mean, not to the levels that COVID did, but I mean, we've been dealing with flu deaths for a long, long time. Right. And of course, because it depends vaccine. on your age, the yeah. other comorbidities that you have. If you here again, if you have that asthma, you have COPD, you already have some lung issues or immune system issues. That person's more at risk. Exactly. And so I think and actually the, the friend who got COVID last week, She's, you know, in her 30s, and she does have some, um, some immune system. It, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, it's not just COVID. I mean, all the other stuff we're protecting ourselves from. But the other piece of the um, economic side, which we brought up, which can be a silver lining, is that, you know, workers have more leverage in terms right. of asking employers for things that they didn't think they could ask them for in terms of higher wages, in terms of benefits, in terms of time been off, doing it. et cetera. And yeah, we've had a lot of strikes around here. Was it the John Deere people? They got, John I think Deere. it was what, I, like a 10%? Yeah, I did. And I kind of did some little numbers what that could look like. That could mm -hmm. like look like a nice little check at the end of the month exactly. and the end of the year. You know? Employers are starting to see, because now they're listening, because they have to, unfortunately, but they have to hear that their employees are saying it's not been enough. Right. We haven't been valued. We haven't been giving given what we believe that we deserve so that we can live with our families in a lifestyle that hopefully is kind of basic. Right. Where you can get and your with bills the, with uh, the John Deere thing, I think they had made like four point eight million dollar profit the company had mm -hmm. and we're just gonna leave the little guy out and those and I think they actually protest for like 
28, almost 30 days. Oh, really? Was it that so long? Yeah, it was quite a while. Yeah. But they stood their ground to say... Well, and they had to because clearly that first week they hadn't lost enough money for them to sort of recognize and, and realize. <laughs> you better recognize we ain't coming back till right. you do what's right. So it took 30 days for them to hear them because probably it started to hit their bottom line, which is the sad part because these are the people that are bringing in the money that you're using. So right, right. I'm glad that this pandemic helped in that way so people can start to understand Everybody deserves a living wage. Right. Everybody deserves benefits. Everybody and, and like deserves insurance, right. etc. And it's not like they were trying to get wealthy. It's like, hey, we just want to make sure there's enough money on the table mm -hmm. to get food, medicine, you know, to get new sneakers for the kids or whatever. Just, yeah. just trying to live, just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. And I get it that certain benefits had to end. I get that. Um, because I think about those people who, and I said it before, those landlords, you know, are they going to lose their properties? You know, so they had to start getting some rent so that they could survive as well or, or keep their, um, for some people, those real estate properties may have been their job. Right. So, you know, I get it. And so it's, it's just been a tough time all the way around. Yeah. And so the last piece of the puzzle is how do you manage all of this stress that, we didn't think we were going to have in probably the levels that we thought we were going to have. And part of what I say to people is it's not doing stress reduction in those moments. It's sort of creating a routine mm -hmm. of stress management so that you can keep your stress low enough so that when things come your way, you have room to get a little more grow. bandwidth yeah. to deal with You're not it. always at that edge right. where you're always pushed over and Excellent pushed point. over. Excellent and point. so one of the most easiest things that you can do, and you can find this kind of stuff online, mm -hmm. is deep breathing. Yes. I mean, if you can do that one or two times a day to bring your stress down. I just did it. Yes. <sighs> yes. It feels sort of, good. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. And if you sort of, if you get the techniques down to recognize how you need to breathe in, holding it and breathing it out, out, and doing that multiple times, maybe every day or twice a day, then you your body starts to feel and understand what it means to have low stress. Because it's actually, it triggers your blood pressure to go down. It triggers your rest. When you do that deep breathing like that, the respiration slow down. The blood pressure, if it's up, it kind of balances down. And it's just really like a trigger to your body, that deep breathing, to say, relax. Mm-hmm. And um, it's free. Right, exactly. Costs you nothing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have smartphones. So just p go to YouTube and you can pull up some... Yeah, anywhere. that. And once you get your technique down, put some instrumental music on in the yeah. house. Just kind of like turn the TV off. Like sometimes you just have to turn everything off. And I think we talked about that on another show. Just all the stimuli of the news, 24-hour cycle information coming in. It's just yeah. like overwhelming. And just when you balance your mind with one thing, you look up at the TV and you see something else and you're like, oh, God. You know, so sometimes for me, it's just turning everything off. Turning everything off. And a little soft other... <laughs> music, light a candle, just like zen mode. Yeah, and that, I mean, the other piece of that is meditation. Mm -hmm. And meditation can be the deep breathing, but it can be other things. And there's all kinds of apps out there 
that do guided meditations, do mindfulness meditations, and mindfulness just in general, mm -hmm. where you're having present moment awareness right. so that you're not allowing your mind to be all over the place, which is what it wants to do. And during mindfulness practices, you're focusing on what you're eating, what that looks like, what that tastes like, all of those things right. versus allowing that meal to be you trying to figure out your next 10 steps versus staying in the moment. And if you do that practice, then you can start to recognize when your mind is wandering and sort of gently mm -hmm. bringing it back without judgment. Right. And then being able to um, accept where you are. And I think that is a powerful statement, Doc to be present and in the moment. Sometimes our mind has gone all the way to next week, next year. You know, we, mm -hmm. we're still in November, but you know, we could be all the way at December and New Year's, but yeah. it's like, let me be in today and this week. And that's all you can manage sometimes. Yeah. It's just this week today. Well, and, and that's, that's all, okay. And that, but that's all you have. Right. And so people are missing out on their life where they say that things aren't going really well. Well, they're not going to go well if you don't even recognize what the problem is. Right. And if your mind is always in the past or the future, you're never living in the moment to recognize where you are. And yes, there may be positive things going on or there may be negative things going on. But at least you're aware and hopefully you're better able to tackle it if you keep your stress low. And one thing that I also offer in this moment is positive confessions. You know, if I say a bunch of negative things about myself or negative things about, you know, the world, then my mood can go way down. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if I just say to myself, no matter how bad of a day I had, if I said, but I'm going to have a peaceful evening, I determine I'm not going to or I'm not going to think about that anymore. Whatever the issue is that's distressing me, like I can't fix that when it's when it's something you can fix or do or change. You know, you do that. What is the, the serenity prayer? You know, mm -hmm. give me the courage to accept the things that I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can, you know. So if it's something I can change or do, do that. But when it's not, it's like I got to turn that thought off and nobody can turn that thought off yeah. but me. Yeah. And that's what we call self-compassion. Right. Really having the same kind of compassion you might have for somebody else right. for yourself right. and not putting yourself down in um in situations or scenarios where that doesn't really help and you probably help. wouldn't tell that to somebody else anyway right and so lastly what i think we always kind of get to is having how can you have healthy dialogues around any of the stuff that we talked about and it always has to start with listening right and being able to <laughs> I, I mean, we've said this before, but when you listen, you've got to be able to hear somebody, right. not always thinking about the next thing My punch that line. you're talking right. about, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. And, 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 you know, we say that, but it's true. And then in some cases, I found it's okay that if I have no reply or, or to just say, I hear you and I understand your perspective. Yeah. So when you say to a person, I hear you, and I understand your perspective. It does not mean that you agree with it. Exactly. But sometimes people just want to be heard. And that do you can, right? Do and, you hear how I feel about it? I heard what you said, yeah. but do you want to hear what can I said? Increase the temperature in right. the room when somebody really feels like they've been heard and understood, and that you can agree to disagree, but you're not sort of continuing to push out 
that anger trying right. to get somebody to get it. Right. And sometimes that's all some people want is that you hear how I feel. Yeah. And so we want to just leave you with that idea that yes. the conversations and the communication in all of the things that we've talked about really is what's going to move you forward in the end. And I got one last thing to say. If there's somebody who through different beliefs have had problems with your family, your mom, your dad, you only get one mom and dad. You only get one biological family. Or it may not be a biological family. It may be somebody that has been family to you, but you disagree. Make amends with that because you only get one family. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Yeah. Well, we thank you for being with us through the first two seasons of this podcast. And uh, we will be uh, back for a third season yes. come, uh, coming the new year. So we hope that you will join us for that. And we will have many, many more exciting uh, yes. topics to uh, be talking about. And so we thank you and we will see you in the new year. Thank and happy holiday. Enjoy your holidays. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to our podcast, How Did We Get Here? Healing Conversations. I hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to having you join us for future episodes. If you enjoyed this show, please give us a subscribe and leave a comment on your favorite podcasting app. We will be putting out episodes weekly, so please join us.